tell them your coach told you to stop. Is it tell them your coach said, Hey, if this person isn't paying you for your time, and obviously there's a fine line, but if you've been messaging this person for two months and they're not interested in working with you, just say, Hey, look, I have paying clients. Maybe you're not hydrating. Like I said, maybe you're not exercising, but you know, you should, we all have that inner calling. That inner calling of alignment of intuition is like, yeah, I'm Jeffin'. I'm Jeffin. You got to identify and rectify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Amy, what do you, oh, we got to let Amy in. Hold on. For sure. My, um, can you let her in, Alan? I can certainly try. <laughs> my wife, my thing's Jeffing down here. There you go. I got you. Do you want me to do it like this? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. This is the Hi, way. Amy. Hi. What's happening? <laughs> Not much. Not much. What's going on? She's still upset that I told Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Right. Yeah. Amy, I know it's not, I know it's not true. It's like, I tell Alan all the time. It's like, yeah, you're as strong as me, Alan. I know. I know. But he's not. Okay. He's got to make all him right. feel good. Pump his tires a little bit. A little bit. Alan, little Alan bit. I thought that was our, that was our little secret. I thought so too. Sorry. Just, I had to do just, it. You outed it was me. Aligned. It was, it was a panic, panic move. <laughs> it was a panic move for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. That's right. I guess I can forgive you eventually. I will. I know you won't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. What do we got for questions tonight? All right. First question. If people are, are able to see themselves as a speaker or professional athlete, what do you think is the underlying reason why people either accomplish or don't accomplish what they see themselves as? Did you say they, they aren't able to see themselves? They are. Yeah. You can give me a reason because I feel like that's right up your wheelhouse. Um, what makes the difference is many different things. But I would say one of them is unreasonable humility to consistently find the right people to ask for help and, and, and ask questions to stupid amounts of humility for sure. Like actual humility too, not like outward modesty, but like actually like a learner, you got to learn, like learn, 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 learn. Okay. That's number one. Number two, work ethic, insane amounts of work ethic. You need to be willing to work as hard as possible. Uh, we had Lauren, Johnson on the podcast. We met her in Colorado and she worked with the Yankees. And she's like, when you're working at that level, you can, if I went up to them and said, Oh no, 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 no worries. Like, I know you're stressed, but like, no, take a day off. Like it's no big deal. They would laugh in my face. Like the Yankees don't get to, to slip up. Okay. So you said professional athlete or what else? Speaker, 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 professional athlete. So learning relentless learner, unreasonable work ethic, um, in it for the long term and long term strategic thinker, like a deep thinker, and um, what was the other one? Humility, tons and tons of humility. You've got to surround yourself with achievers. If that person is an achiever, you you're not going to succeed unless you get around achievers. Um, you, if you don't play on a winning team, you will lose. It is what it is. No matter how good you are at basketball, if you're on a losing team, LeBron on certain teams could never win a championship, even though he's clearly the best basketball player in the league. So it's just important to have that humility to understand that. I'll, I'll go a different route since 
I agree with all of what Alan said. I think self-awareness. Uh, uh, Dave Meltzer, one of our mentors, wanted to play professional football and realized that's just not going to happen. That just isn't in my wheelhouse. And he went on to be one of the you know best speakers in the world. Self-awareness, because it allows you to do all of those other things. If you're aware that you're not good enough at something yet, you can be humble enough to ask for help. You Self-awareness, by, by far, I think is one of the most important things. Because one of the things I talked about was people thinking it's just going to happen. And it's because they don't have the self-awareness to understand that they're not doing the right things yet. I remember the other night, I told you this, Alan, I was sitting on the porch and I sent Alan a picture. I sent Alan the first ever post that I did of us, I think. Like the first time I interviewed you. And I said, we can't ever forget this. Like I'll never forget this or something. And it's like, do you know why we weren't more successful? Because we didn't know how bad we sucked. That's just it. We thought we were way better than we were. And I don't think we were arrogant. I just think our, our self-awareness wasn't there. Your self-awareness unlocks things that you don't even know exist. So that's my answer. Fire. You are. You are. How do you personally set boundaries with people you've outgrown? Ooh, uh, I believe when we went to Colorado, there was this framework. And we did an episode on it. I don't know what episode it was. But it's consider yourself the vulnerable problem solver. So you have to be vulnerable and express your truth, but you can try to uh, solve the problem by suggesting something new. So the example I use, somebody reached out to me and said, hey, can you be the person you used to be for me? And I said, and I sent an audio, and this was very hard for me because I didn't want to hurt feelings and I didn't want to seem arrogant. But I said, honestly, this is what's going on in my life. We're At this point, we're doing five episodes a week. I have a relationship. I'm going to the gym six times a week. I have X amount of clients. I am $30,000 in debt because of my dream. I have other things that I have to hold as a priority. I'd, I'd love to continue talking. It just can't be in the same way that it used to. I really hope you understand. I'm not saying this to be mean or to be hurtful. I just don't know that you understand where I am in my life. I was vulnerable, but I tried to, to solve the problem. I, I think it's that. Most people just don't tell the truth. Most people just don't tell the truth. And if you don't tell the truth, you don't get down to what's real. And if you don't get down to what's real, you can't. You can't make a shift and you can't really lean into who you are. Tell a little bit more of the truth, like Kevin said, 100%. Um, setting boundaries, I would say your actions speak loud. So, for example, um, if someone is texting you constantly and you don't have time to text them back constantly, you can either ask them to politely, like, honestly, I don't have a ton of time to be texting, or you can just stop texting them back at the same rate they text you. So, uh, for example, at this point, you know, between WhatsApp, emails, direct messages, and texts. I'm very blessed to be very sought after. I really do am grateful for that. Um, but if I allow that to get the best of me, I will burn right to the ground. And I understand. And so what I try to do is um, set boundaries with my actions or my words. My words would be, listen, like, please use WhatsApp, not text, unless it's really important. I've done that with each of you. Um, and the other thing is sometimes like if someone texts you and then you text them right back, they're going to text you right back. Right. And so, so it's important to, um, not mirror that. So for example, if you don't have time to text every day, don't text them back every day, text them back once a week. And then they'll kind of get the hint a little bit of like, Oh, okay. So this person can't respond every, every second. Um, and then the very last thing I'd say too, is like the holidays are coming up. Right. And we're doing a relationship talks event on this. And it's basically how to have a drama-free holiday, but it's about the drama triangle. Stress-free holiday, I think is the title. But 
be proactive in your communication with people. Like, so for example, um, one of my close friends is doing a bodybuilding show. And I said straight up, I said, honestly, I work on Saturdays. I want to come. And I'm, I'm really grateful that you used to come to my shows, but I have five client calls that day. And I also do book club every single week. And so I work on Saturdays. Um, my mom texted me last weekend, Saturday, and she wanted me to visit with family, um, my grandma and grandpa. And I said, mom, you know, Emilia and I can't do it. We work on Saturdays, you know? And, and so it's just being explicit, being explicit and realizing that at the end of the day, some people are going to be upset by that. Um, but just trust that you have a greater mission that you're focused on. Can I add one thing really quick? Two things. Number one, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to text you and I was supposed to send you WhatsApp. So that's my bad. I can blow up your phone later. That's on me. I didn't even know that was a rule. So now I do. I'm aware of that. Um, second thing. And again, this is going to be something Alan doesn't like because it's like a cheat code. You know how I said like, sometimes you got to lie a little bit. That's kind of along this, but I was on the phone with a client the other day and she said, Kev, how do you go from somebody who's just always asking you for help, asking you for help, blowing up your DMs, taking advantage of you, in your time because you you don't know how to ask them to work with you to like getting them to stop. And I said, honestly, you tell them the truth. And she said, it's just such a struggle. Like I'm so afraid I'm going to hurt their feelings or they're going to lose respect for me. And I said, well, they'll actually gain it, but you can do this. Tell them your coach told you to stop. It's fine. I said, tell them your coach said, Hey, if this person isn't paying you for your time, and obviously there's a fine line, but if you've been messaging this person for two months and they're not interested in working with you, just say, Hey, look, I have, paying clients who um, are paying me for my time. So unfortunately I have to really put them in charge and I have to put them in front and they have to be a priority. And that's, so that's just an example of how you can do it in the business sense also. Mel Robbins did that to me. She said, my team will kill me if I say yes to any more interviews. Mel knows. Mel knows. Mel knows. We're still going to get her on the show though. I gave her that advice. I was like, (laughs) Mel, you don't have to come on if you want. (laughs) Last question, Uh, maybe two. Hi, I'm Jennifer Herbitz. So last year I wanted to quit everything. I wanted to throw in the towel. I wanted to hang up my microphone and Kevin said, no, Kevin said, keep going, Jen, you've got this. And oh my God, I'm going to cry. And I did. Um, Coaches need coaches, y'all. And working with Kevin has been one of the best experiences of my life. Oh my God, I'm crying. Kevin, You are the best. I could not do this without you. And um, thank you. Thank you for being you and the amazing human that you are. How do I find the center between you're not going to be happy when and planning ahead and being goal oriented? Mm. Interesting. 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 Um, You can go first. Uh, The... the It's understanding. It's it's a deeper understanding. Always. Always. the past, the present, and the future are the same. Um, no, no, no. There's three parts of us. We have who we used to be, who we are now, and who we aspire to be. And you have to understand that the now is predicated on who you used to be and who you aspire to be. And so it's sort of like grateful dissatisfaction is the best way to describe this of like, how do I, and this is what I say in my purpose prayer. I have this Emilia got me this for my birthday early she she fixed it because it it broke the chain broke um and by the way kev it was from a place called next level jewelry swear to god interesting swear to god yeah mm. um i still have the the thing it came in but anyways free plug free plug you're welcome it, yeah yeah literally um in this purpose prayer i say i aspire to always learn from the past enjoy the present 
and focus on a brighter future for all. My main focus is the future because now is actually predicated on it. So for example, next week, this time, everything I do now will make that of higher quality or lesser quality. And so I think it becomes a deeper understanding of the fact that now is a byproduct of who you used to be and who you aspire to be. And you have to balance enjoying the present with building the future. So imagine there's two types of people. One person is always focused on enjoying the now. Okay. That person's future is not going to be very bright. That person's going to be eating donuts, not working out, watching Netflix. It is what it is. Spending money, not saving it, not investing it. So you have to understand the statistics. Globally, looked this up last week, we are all going to live to statistical average of 72 years is the life expectancy. Honestly, it's higher for younger people. Okay. Because obviously medical breakthroughs, technology, things like that. Uh, If you're a woman, it's 73. Um, So you have to understand, like you shouldn't be playing this game of life based on YOLO of what if I died tomorrow? Okay, what if you don't though, right? Don't spend all your money today. Don't eat a bunch of Oreos today. You're going to need tomorrow. So you got to optimize for the long-term because we're playing a long-term game, statistically speaking. Now, of course, anything could happen, but you got to play the odds, I think. And, And hopefully that made sense. (laughs) I think for me, it's like, you just got to find a way to start doing the stuff that makes you happy now. And then you can double and triple down on it. I think for me, that's, it's very much like that. I'll be happy when, but then I also realized that I'm very, very grateful for the opportunity to be doing the other things that make me happy. And I think it's this too. start admitting what actually makes you happy. Like what is when, is it more of this, more of this, more of this? Well, what does more of this, more of this, more of this mean? Is it more certainty? Is it more significance? Is it more opportunity? Is it more love and connection? I think if we actually understood what made us quote unquote happy, we'd have a better way of finding it now. I just, I don't think a lot of people admit it, you know? And and I think it's also like, if you can start incorporating little bits of it, then you'll actually have it for longer. And I think it's hard for us, Alan, because we get to do what we love every day. So it's like, I just want more of this forever. You know, instead of however many people are watching this, I want 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 times that. But I think it's because we admitted what made us happy early enough to double, triple, and quadruple down on it. Tough question. Um, it is tough. It's very tough. The lifestyle design. Happiness is a byproduct of designing a life on your own terms in your calling. So... Uh, and happiness is, again, is the wrong label. I think fulfillment is the only thing that we actually can sustain. So whoever asked that question, I would focus more on the I'll be fulfilled when. But fulfillment's an infinite game. The key is more percentage, more percentage. I asked Emilia last night, I said, from zero to 10, <laughs> it's interesting, we do this all the time. Zero to 10, how how in your calling are you? And she said, nine. And I said, awesome. And she's like, yeah, but like in a year from now, like maybe it'll be lower because my awareness will be higher. And I said, yeah, but then that delta will create more Y power to design an even more magnificent life. So are you evolving? Are you learning? Are you growing? Are you contributing? Think of it this way. You're already, when we're born, we're fulfilled. We're fulfilled as kids. Shit gets on top of it. Junk gets in the glass. You get mud in your glass. So what's the mud in your glass? Maybe you're not sleeping well. Maybe you're not hydrating. Like I said, maybe you're not exercising, but you know you should. We all have that inner calling. That inner calling of alignment of intuition is like, yeah, I'm Jeffin. I'm Jeffin. You got to identify and rectify. Okay. 
Why aren't you fulfilled? Why aren't you happy? And then rectify and then try to enjoy that process. And I think I think focusing on fulfillment and enjoyment is more important than happiness because I think happiness is if then. It's sort of like result reliant. Like, yeah, you get a dopamine hit when you get a new car. We all do. But you're only happy for three days. And then it's like, oh, well, that new car didn't do it. Let me chase this next thing. Plus, it's a Mercedes. AMG GTR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm Just sure you'll be thrilled for three weeks. <laughs> I'm going to be thrilled. Trust me. I'll be thrilled forever. Yeah, I bet. But because I'm fulfilled everywhere else, not just because of the yeah, car. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Last question, Aim. Let's do it. If I naturally avoid pain, how can I force myself to do the hard and necessary things I need to reach my goals? That's Fire. a tough one. It's such a tough one. Fire. It's a great question. I, For me, it's – and this is a complete disconnect, and I understand that I don't work the way a lot of people do, so maybe take – this advice with a grain of salt, but I'll try to give two things. One, I just tell myself I don't get what I want unless I do this. It just is. It just is that. Um, I, I can't be a speaker if I don't take planes. I can't be an international speaker if I'm not willing to get on the plane. I can't be a speaker if I'm not willing to step on stage. I, for, that's just what it's always been for me. Also, for other people, I think it's look look at the pleasure on the other side of that pain and really understand that a lot of the pain that you're thinking about isn't as painful as you realize. You just haven't done it yet. That's a that's a whole nother thing of like, what's a good example of that? I don't know. Somebody was telling a story the other day. Their, their little child was getting a shot and they were so afraid and they like diverted their attention. They did the shot and the little kid didn't even know they got a shot. It's like, that's, that's something that so many people are afraid of. They're more afraid of the way it looks than the way it actually feels. I think that's what it is for a lot of humans. I think you have to train it. You have to condition it. Um, I remember again, Lauren Johnson's getting a lot of shout outs here. Uh, Lauren Johnson and I hit it off in Colorado and we partnered up for some of the group stuff and she was a speaker there too. But I remember when she first met me, she said, I can tell that your relationship to discomfort is very positive. And I was like, what? Cool. She's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna write a book called the relationship to discomfort or something like that. And so I would say, what's your relationship to pain? Is it positive or negative? Some pain is necessary. Tough workouts are painful, but I think Kevin's conditioned himself to enjoy it. Genuinely. Like you actually are like, no, it's not. It doesn't hurt. It's like, dude, it hurts horribly. I don't know what you're talking about. enjoy getting punched in the face. So again, I don't know that I'm probably the case study for this, right? Amy, Amy knows. See, that's conditioned though. Right. Yeah. So like he's been working out since he was 16 years old when he first started working out. The, it was probably very. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Look at that. There's his bicep. <laughs> There's his bicep. Um, the mic is covering it, Kev. I can't it is, it. which honestly is not a good look for me. <laughs> um, what's your relationship to pain and how do you improve it by one percent every day? Um, I, at the, in the gym, I literally say at the end of my lifts, like, make it hurt, make it hurt. And and. Um, I think that if you, if you have an aversion to pain, you'll never achieve great things. You know, I think pain is necessary for greatness and, and, you know, anyone who tells you otherwise also is full of it genuinely. Um, it's just par for the course. You have to override. Remember your central nervous system associates pain with eventual death. If you're in pain for too long, if you work out for 15 hours straight, you actually might die. Like if you do, that's not smart. But some pain is good. It's called hormesis. It's a scientific term of like a little bit of a bad thing is a good thing. And so a little bit of a bad thing, aka tearing muscles, actually builds them back stronger. Too much tearing of muscles and you'll you'll quite literally die. 
So you just have to change your relationship to pain and understand that it's just a defense mechanism and you got to practice overriding that. You really do. Because what all... we are built for is survival, not thriving. Sorry, Kev. No, no, um, We're built for survival, not th thriving. And so you have to, if you want to thrive, aka greatness, your own unique flavor of it, you have to override some of the survival biases and survival mechanisms. And it's it's always worse at the beginning too. I I know like I used I thinking back to times where I go swimming when it was like kind of cold out and when you jump in the water it really sucks. It's like, "Oh my god, this is so cold." But 10 minutes later, the wind is cold because the wind is new. And then when you get out of the water, you're actually colder than when you went in. It's always worse at the beginning. Everything's harder at the beginning because you're forming new paths, you're forming new habits, you're failing in ways that you've never failed before. So understand that it's always going to suck at the beginning. The pain is usually at the beginning. And at least as you get deeper and deeper into what you're doing, it doesn't hurt as bad because you have more armor. Your your skin is a little bit thicker, right? My Wi-Fi jeffing would be so painful if this was episode one. This is 700 and something. Like, just is what it is. And Alan did a good job of taking the microphone and running with it. Thank you, brother. Last hey, thing on this one, because I love this Absolutely question. Absolutely not. Oh, yeah. Got to do it. It's a trade-off. Right, the pain of working out now is less pain than regretting your physique in the future. It, it, in my opinion, so it's a trade-off. You have to understand that you're making a trade. If you invest a hundred dollars today, you don't get to spend that hundred dollars, but your future self will thank you. And so, I would say future orientation, trying to wire that, is really important. Humans are not naturally future-oriented because back in the day, we were only statistically going to live to like, you know mid-20s, not even. The average life expectancy in hunter-gatherer days was mid-20s. And so now that it's 73, 72, 73 for women, 72 for men, you have to you have to rewire the... It's like Windows 95 used to suck, but it was the best thing there was, right? It's like you can't operate in this new economy with Windows 95 thinking. And same with hunter-gatherer. This brain is Windows 95. You have to upgrade it in order to have it be effective. We have a lot of people in our community who don't know what Windows 95 was. Yeah. Well, they're obviously <laughs> not 231 in dog years. There was a there was a TV show on. Uh, it's called Aerial America, and then we'll go. I'm sorry for wasting everybody's time. Um, it's called Aerial America, and they take planes over different states, and they talk about like the stuff. And Oregon, it was Oregon, and Tara and I were talking about Oregon Trail. There's some people out there that don't even know about that classic gem. Amy, You're do you awesome. know Oregon Trail? I do. I used to play it yeah. in uh, yeah. school. Greatest your oxen game ever has, played it on your, the first Mac. Your oxen has died crossing the river. Yeah. Damn. You have you you have been bitten by a snake, <laughs> and you are now. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go next level nation. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, so Alan has some spots open for peak performance coaching. Whether you want to level up your life or your business. Alan is the guy. He is one of the reasons our business is thriving at the level it is. And if you have a podcast or maybe you're out there saying, I have no idea how to start. I'd love to help. If you want to grow it, scale it, monetize it. I would also love to help you there. Amy is the sweetest in the world and she's just smiling away and doing things and stuff and things. Oh yes. Group coaching. Number five starts January 4th. My wife is Jeff and Alan take over. please. Yeah. Okay. So group five is starting. Uh, we've had four groups and the fifth one is starting at the beginning of January, 2022. So if you want to start 2022 off, right. And not just say it's going to be a new year, new me, but actually do it group coaching. Um, it's literally only, we're only taking 10 people and we already have some people who have submitted. We are not going to open it to more than 10 people. So please get in that immediately. Nextlevelunivers.com. 
And as always, I don't know if you can hear me. We love you. We, we appreciate every single one of you. And we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow because we have an episode dropping tomorrow because seven days a week in your pocket. NLU, holistic self-improvement, full free. <laughs> <laughs> Strong work. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.